0: welcome to another late night latte and late as per normal my apologies to everybody tuning in it's my fault my for whatever reason right yem giles whenever <laughs> i'm about to start my computer needs to do some sort of bullshit upgrade or some sort of audio check and yeah i lose audio connection so my sincerest apologies for being late i can I, there's loads of people in the chat we'll get through greetings i'm sure but may i First, introduce, well, he needs no introduction. It's the late night latte regular. It's Yembele at Verse59. How are you, Yem?
1: I'm all right, mate. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been a bit of a busy day, even with the game. I managed to watch the game, obviously, but then after that, family stuff. It's been mental.
0: Yeah, I know you've just, just put your daughter to sleep as well, so that must have been a very, very late night for you. Um, and Giles, welcome back, my G. Good vibes and all that. How are you? Come on now. Oh, he's got, look, he's, he's actually representing. He's
1: he's, I'm
2: actually ripping.
0: You this are is Irish, know
2: what. Irish, what they call it is Irish latte. Irish <laughs> latte,
0: <laughs> mate. I love that. Uh, Yembele, quick uh, snack check. Mate, I have go? got Where a special go? one for you. Oh my God.
1: Ray white or gold? No, oh because Fizer will tell you why. Because last night on Spaces, the war has started. Oh, chocolate and coconut. Yes, because Faisal last so we had a discussion last night and Faisal's opinion is that these are not worth it. But I'm here in my capacity to educate Faisal just a little bit.
0: <laughs> White mm. Ferrero Rocher's. Coconut Ferrero Rocher's deserve to go straight in the bin. This is for... You're outvoted here, Faisal. Two to one. You're well you, out. You,
2: Come you on You like now. it as well. oh I love it. It's my favourite one. Oh,
0: my colours!
2: It's my favourite.
1: It's uh, my go-to. Let, let's get this. Rocher. Thank
0: you, Charles. I feel like I don't even know you both anymore. Right. Guys, just wait a second. I'm going to level it up. I got, I got some honey roasted... I'm jealous right now. ...peanuts and cashews along with some cloudy apple for the older uh, tipple. No. I can't, you lot, you both losers right let's get through some greetings whilst yemen chokes on his <laughs> coconut uh trevor Bibben says good evening fk good evening trevor i'm so sorry for being late freddie preston evening fk thanks for hosting and having me on the space earlier you better have snacks prepared this time absolutely and hopefully without vaseline on them let's let's leave out the vaseline chat but freddie mentions the space for anybody tuning in for the first time on latte firm on twitter we do the best arsenal post-match phone-ins and today's was a particular joy so freddie thanks so much for uh for contributing to that um v vlad good evening fk yemen Belly and all you gooners, what a win that was! And of course, tonight we will look back at our really impressive win away today at Brentford. It was the midday kickoff, 3 0. Arsenal have won. What a performance! Complete control, complete domination, and we are back to the top of the Premier League. Supercat123123 says, Evening FK, evening to you, Supercat. Thanks so much for uh tuning in, Zach Kochers. Hopefully, I pronounce your uh. Surname right, Zach. Is that Cockers? Co- Cochers. Uh, live live from Surrey, baby. Huge fan of the channel. Haven't caught one for a while. Uh, with my shifts, but super glad to be here tonight. Blessings to you all. Blessings right back at you, Mr. Clocks. says. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Nico, nice kickabout with the boys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Rancid, good evening, all. And we're no we're not title contenders, not after seven games. That was interesting. Yem, you tuned into the post-match. Uh, Space tonight. Lots of people talking about Arsenal being in a race, maybe even competing with the juggernaut that is Manchester City. Patrick says, evening everyone. Arsenal granny in the house. FK put the shifts out today, mate. My friends, it is my pleasure. I really enjoy the post-match spaces. People are very... What's the word? Uh, they're articulate in their points. They're sensible. They're rational in terms of their opinions. And it's just really, really good to see. And, of course, Arsenal Granny's followed that up with Granite was on fire today. We will talk about Granite. Tezzy Mai, I've missed my late-night lattes. Welcome back, Tezzy. Right, there's a loads of greetings still to come through. I'm awfully sorry that I can't get through all of them, but keep your chat coming through. And, of course, uh, let me know your opinions on Ferreira Rocher. The OG, the original, is absolutely tremendous. The Ronde Noir, the dark chocolate, is tr- elite. And the coconut deserves to be in the bin. Right. Come on. Um, now. That, as... That's
2: leading the public. That's, you, exactly. that's not this is what
0: that's he does. The listen, 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 listen. The, the comments say, oh, I'm a true, a true connoisseur. connoisseur. See? I am a true. <laughs> no, no, a no, true... no, no, no. True. Oh, here we go. Patrick. Coconut and chocolate. Shocking combo. That is exactly right, Patrick. Get out right, of, get Patrick. Out of the chat, Patrick. That is exactly that right. And you are welcome way. to come again, my friend. <laughs> Seance. Yeah, I also vote for Coconut Rocher. No, coconut Rocher. Come on. Come the on. true Nico, connoisseurs... Nico bringing it back. Look, honey roasted nuts are an A-plus choice.
1: That's Look, nothing against a honey roasted nut. Love it. Nothing against But it. Y- y- your levels are not there, fires. Only the true elite connoisseurs Don't. appreciate it. That's why Giles, Mr. Right, Smooth look. himself... Look, we're five minutes. There's right, 200 right. people
0: watching, right? And we are talking about... Coco Roche. Uh, I Dubito in the house, 3 0. Also, the mug has landed. Hashtag mug life, hashtag latte from MA. Not quite sure what that means. I should know that. But I Dubito, thank you so much for your generous contribution to the channel. And I'm glad you're enjoying your mug. Right, chaps, first up, let me just get some uh, snacks in my mouth. But Yembele, uh, we did the pre match space last night on Twitter. The mood was, I would say, optimistic. Arsenal fans expecting us to go to Brentford win. Predictions were sort of ranging between 2-1, 2-0, up to 3-1, 4-0. We had one. I think that was from a chap called Josh. Um, but everybody talked about scoring the first goal and how important that was. When the team news was announced, yeah, how are you feeling going into, you know, into today's game? Were you a bag of nerves or were you confident that we'd do it?
1: Um. It was certainly a mixed bag this morning. You know, there was different rumours coming out. You know, we had people at the hotel giving their, uh, you know, getting into the true uh, snooping, uh, you know, snooping roving reporters. Um, Odegaard being out certainly was a blow. Let's not understate, he's a key part. As much as I've been, you know, been critical of him in the first two games, I've appreciated what he's done in the last couple of games. So to have the captain and one of our key players out is certainly detrimental and It was a big, you know, big call to have Fabio Vieira start again, especially against a team which we've all know and we all said last night on space is very good at the press, congesting the midfield and making it very hard for key playmakers to play out. So it, it was going to be very interesting, and I think everyone highlighted: look, it was going to be a test for Vieira to go up against that midfield and make something there. So you know, obviously, we'll talk about it and his performance, but it was certainly, you know. A, a concern. Obviously, we knew about the other one, which was Tierney for Zinchenko. That was obvious. I think we were all prepared for that, given that we knew what happened. Um, I was glad Ben White started, actually. I think we said it last night. I, pref- You know, keep the consistency, keep that going. And Thomas Partey being there, we'll talk about him as well. I thought he was actually really influential. And it just, it scares me how much a better team we look with him there as the, as the, as the number six. Uh, you know, controlling that midfield. I thought he was actually really good, so he was intercepting. There wasn't much for him to do, and we can talk, again, we'll talk about that, but we look a complete different beast when he's there, and, it, and it you know, it just highlights the need for that six still that we're we're lacking. So I thought it was a good team, and it shows again, and I even put a tweet out about this, that we are, th- this time a couple of seasons ago, we would have been going, oh, my God, we've lost our primary, you know, primary 11, some players out of there. We'd be, you know, saying we're going to have this player, X player, and all this, a square peg, round hole. But a really well, still a very good rounded team with good players who could still make something. And today it was a perfect example against a very, very, let's not understate it, a very good Brentford team who we absolutely bossed around. Probably the performance of the season for me so far for us.
0: Well, let's talk about the performance later. But Giles, coming to you as well, look, Jem just mentioned Brentford are are, are impressive. Uh, Thomas Frank's team obviously survived last season. They've come in and they've they've had a really good start to this year. I think third highest goal scorers in the league behind only Spurs and Manchester City Spurs after their route yesterday. Uh, were you optimistic going into today's game, knowing that Odegaard was out, potentially Party might not have sort of made the cut? Um, who else was out? Uh, Zinchenko, of course, who's been so impressive in his start so far. Were you doubtful?
2: No, I mean, I I, I didn't really have time to actually take in and digest it because I was actually commu- I got to the ground like five minutes before the start of the game, so I, was, I spent the last the, the previous hour commuting. So I, I wasn't aware of what the team list was, what the team sheet was, but I wasn't overly. Um, concern I did when I got home I did listen to Jamie Redknapp's pre-match opinions and I think they were fair he said pretty much what you guys said Odegaard would be a massive loss because he's a cat he's the head coach on the pitch Uh, Brentford like to smother and press like said they wouldn't give Fabio Vieira a lot of time on the the ball and, and and the crowd would be a factor so um, I guess you know I'm not digging. I'm not gonna. I'm not digging out um, Jamie Redknapp. It seems like a lot of a lot of your of followers on your network seem to think the same, and I think there were fair considerations. I wasn't. Um, yeah, I didn't have time to actually digest what the what the team list would be and how we would and how we would uh, we would look. But what I will say is, it just it's just a testament to the recruitment that we've done in this last two. Uh, you know, since last summer. To now that we can actually plug in and play players and the system just looks, you know, it looks
0: fantastic. Well, that's exactly what Nathan's saying, Giles. The mm-hmm. squad is underestimated. Tierney and Vieira coming in. You know, you've got Tommy Asu, Smith Rowe, Eddie Nketiah, Lokonga, etc. Very, very good players. This is, of course, what Mikel Arteta has been sort of building over over time. Just to pick your brains on something that Yem mentioned about Ben White. Look, he's a really impressive player. Of course, you know, cost us a fortune, has been playing out of position, but playing really well. Tom Yasu has been fit for a couple of weeks now, and I've sort of come out on record saying, well, look, I think some people are forgetting just how good a right back Tom Yasu is. And for me, if I had to pick a game against a top team tomorrow, so perhaps, you know, the North London derby in a couple of weeks' time, I'd be minded to go with Takahiro. I mean, what are your thoughts on Ben White and and why he was left out for the England squad? But but also, what would you do in that right back conundrum, Giles?
2: Um, my 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 default option would be Tommy. But to be honest, the way um, Ben White slotted in and sort of helped build the progress progress down that right hand side is it's been seamless. So it's a real toss up. You could ask you know ten thousand Arsenal fans, you probably get. A split and equals and even split down the line you know um and it's just i don't know i i i can't really i'm not really going to dwell on it i just think we're we're lucky to have that kind of dilemma that kind of conundrum because not so long ago we were dependent on not so good right back options you know um but yeah ben white's coming he plugged he's plugged in fantastically He's helped our build-up down the right. He really he he he, he dovetails really well with uh, Saka and Partey and, and Odegaard and then today as well with Vieira. So it's, there's there's no there's been no drop in in performance intensity. It's actually it's probably if anything it's actually picked up. So oh, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just I'm absolutely over the moon that we've got these elite right-back options and we can actually have this debate. It's it's, it's a welcome change.
0: Oh, 100%. As the Premier League chat says now, I like Tommy, but White has been magnificent. Can't change him now on the ball, much better as an inverted wing back. Um, I think somebody also said uh, maybe Tommy Asu could come in as left centre-back to rest Gabriel for one or two games. He does do that for uh, for his national team, so maybe that's some- something to keep an eye on. Uh, going back to the team selection, Yem, uh, with you, uh, Erdegaard, who's obviously really upped his game ever since your criticism of him on the first ever space That we did on this channel, but joking aside, mm-hmm. young Fabio Vieira making his debut. Uh, lots of Vieira chants in the chat. Um, what did you make of his debut? And what did you make of his goal?
1: Oh, it was a fantastic goal. Um, you know, coming on the inside, you he th- you thought, "Oh, he's going to cur- try and curl it to the, to the far post," but he gave it the eyes and went for the near post, bounced in, lovely. You know, it. What can more can you say? I think it. I think he had a a quiet game first half. Let's be very honest, and he. I'd expect that. He's going up against, as we said, a very pressing midfield, not a lot of space, trying to get the rhythm of the game. But I thought after the second half, he looked better. The goal certainly helped him. And I think it's done – you know, it can't be bad. He didn't make any mistakes. He passed the ball well. Not an astounding game. He scored the goal, but not an astounding game. But progress. And what do you, I don't know what more people expect. I think he, he did what he needed to do. He's trying to feel his way into the game. He's new to the league. Certainly the physicalness, I think, got to him a little bit. There was a, there was a challenge on him in the first half where he was like, ref, what was this? And I think it was the comment. you know, uh, was it Don Goodman said, oh, you've got to get used to that in the Premier League. Fair comment. He's got to get used to the, it is a physical challenge. Some of the challenges he was used to that he thought would get a foul in Portugal is not going to happen here. So I think he's just got a little bit to learn, but again, a solid performance keep moving, got a goal. There's nothing more you can ask of the boy. I think if you're expecting spectacular things from straight away, I think that's a little bit putting a lot of pressure on a young boy. But I like what I see of him. I think he's got good technique. He's got good movement. He just needs to feel his way into the team and the game. And he's going to get plenty of opportunities in this season.
0: Yeah, I think you're quite right. I mean, you mentioned Don Goodman there. Yeah, as one of the co-commentators. So for those of you who are obviously based in the UK, uh, as Aldridge has just said, Aldridge 96 guys commentators were an embarrassment today, Bill Leslie and and Don Goodman. Um, They were very subdued in terms of their mood. They were unexcited by Arsenal's brilliance and domination of the game. And I felt that they were, much like many of the media, were just waiting for Brentford to really come out flying for Brentford to impose themselves and maybe go against the odds and get that opening goal and have the Brentford, you know, that the crowd at the Gtech, which we know that they're capable of doing, you know, particularly the late afternoon, evening games. Um, I think they really wanted an upset. And of course, Arsenal from the very moment we, you know, we kicked off within you know, two minutes. I think Jacka found himself in the penalty area, squared across to Martinelli, who of course you know, slipped as he shot. But we were dominant and uh, yeah lots of comments coming in thanks so much uh, yeah trevor mikey all in support of that i mean the commentators were just they really wanted an upset, but Arsenal well and truly put Brentford to the sore today, and how? Uh, Giles, to you, I mean, at the front three, Bukayo Saka, Gabriel Jesus, and Gabriel Martinelli have been really impressive, uh, the latter two even more so at the start of this season. Uh, Bukayo Saka, though, notching up a couple of assists today. People are a little bit out to get him. You know, he's not getting his name amongst the score sheets. He's not stealing the headlines, as it were, but he's quietly quietly ranking up the numbers, isn't he?
2: I think he's been really good this season. It's just the fact that he hasn't got the goals but the chances the chance creation has been up there. I think there's a there was some kind of graphic with um including him and Grealish and Sancho and some other guy I can't remember, I think Bowen. He's not got the goals but he's definitely had the he's got I think he must be up there in terms of assists and and chance creation. So he's doing his job. It's just the goals, and when he's got into, he's getting into goal-scoring positions, and the execution's not quite right. But every other part of his game is brilliant. I mean, I was watching him today; so strong. You know, when he takes that high ball down to get his body between him, the man, and the ball, and the way he can turn, he can roll the man, and you know, and and flick it off or, or go past the man with a shimmy. Brilliant, brilliant plays. He's 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 immense talent. Do you know,
1: do you know what the thing is, is with with Saka, you can tell defenders are scared of him. Yeah. Because they're tight to him really tight and they know he's the threat because just because he's not getting goals doesn't mean he's a he is a legitimate threat sorry sorry to interrupt you Giles.
2: yeah no absolutely you know he's he's, he's they he's not just the the good thing is he's not he's not the only threat this season mm-hmm. though. we've got Jesus, we've got martin who's stepping into his own as well but you know when he gets the ball you know they're getting tight to him but he knows he, he, the way he positions his body the way he sort of moves he rolls the player off of him and turns into space and then he's gone. You know, you he, can, can put two or three men around him and he's gone. He's an immense player. What I saw, I just want to go back to uh, Vieira. I thought he had a really decent uh, start today. And I think he was helped, no doubt, by um Xhaka and, and Thomas Partey returning as well. You know, they really gave him confidence to do things, to try things. Um, and, and like I said, he kind of quietly... Um, Kind of eased himself into the game. I thought. I think the, the one area maybe is maybe supports um, Saka a bit down the right, where when Saka comes down the right and maybe Ben White pulls goes out wide. Um, sometimes Odegaard comes short to sort of like create that triangle. He wasn't. He wasn't always available for that. But aside from that, I thought he had a fantastic game. I think he rode his channel He rode the challenges. I think he got stuck in as well. He, you know, he made a couple of good challenges as well. Um, I think he's gonna improve. I think it was good to get that first Premier League start, you know, and, and feel the the intensity and the physicality of the game. And I think he's just gonna, I think he's gonna go on to strength the strength. I mean, he's, some of his vision is fantastic. You know, he, he, the, the the passing, the vision, the, the 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 movement, the 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 picture he builds in his in his mind. Great out, fantastic pick up for thirty five million euro, absolute still.
0: You're quite right. Right, let's move on to the game itself. Obviously, we won the game by three goals to nil. But as I move through the slide deck courtesy of the Premier League.com, you can see on your screens that yes, it's true. You didn't dream it, people. We won very comfortably. Uh, William Saliba giving us the lead after 17 minutes. Yem a goal from a corner kick again. We are the you know we are the set piece kings of European football. Um, Bukayo Saka whipping it in. William Saliba dunking on Ivan Toni of all players and nodding it back and of course it, it sort of nestled into the net well not quite the, the ref had to sort of wait for his uh, watch to give it but it was well over the line um what were you feeling at that moment yem i mean was it a goal that surprised you
1: not surprised me because in the first minute as you said we we cut them open quite quickly but what we what we know about about this team now especially with Nikoliova who's done an immense job. Let's let's give credit where credit is due. And we've done it many times. He has literally transformed us from a team who was so ineffective at corners. We couldn't, you know, every time we got a we had so many corners and we couldn't produce anything out of them to now being one of the top. I think we are the top innovators from corners, aren't we? I think there's a chart that shows, kind of like the HG chart, that shows us as the top innovators from corners. It's immense. And today's goal was... You know that corner was well executed, good positional play, and doesn't matter if it wasn't. You know if it, you know if it was a kind of a dunk, still a well-rounded play, good header, good near po- at the near post, nice angle it's what you want. And Saliba, you know, again we'll talk about Saliba. I'm sure about it because Thomas Frank was like the word "oof." And we all know what that means. It was, you know, it was a great way to start. And I thought we controlled. You know we controlled most of the game, but the way we started set the tone, and I think getting that goal early helped us to in, you know enhance that tone to to that dominant pit to, to that dominant mode.
0: I forgot to do this at the start, but Trevor Bibbins, thank you. Come on, guys, hit that like button. Yeah. If you're new, please do drop a subscribe to the channel. But do drop a like on the video. There's just shy of four hundred of you watching live right now. Giles, just on William Saliba, the Rolls Royce Defender. The biggest difference for me from today's performance and the opening day defeat that we had last season is just how physically more imposing we are as a team. Uh, how much stronger wiser more intelligent more even sort of you know the dark arts were coming out rotational fouls i think gabby jesus got booked um you know we, we, there were 10 yeah. 10 fouls a piece in, in today's game but william saliba you know last year we had pablo mari defending ivan tony bullied us brentford were out of the blocks they were playing with a pace there were you know aerial balls straight into the box and we just couldn't cope today they couldn't lay a finger on us. You know, we were in complete control from the first minute, completely dominant, suffocating Brentford. And look, some people are just going to say, look, it's only Brentford. But we know they just hammered Leeds 5-2. They've beaten Manchester United 4-0. In fact, of their last 17 London derbies, they've only lost one at home. And that was to Chelsea back in 21. And now it's two defeats in 18. They've won 13 of them. So they're formidable at home. Um would you say that William Saliba's performance today was pretty much symbolic of just how we've changed at the back defensively and just seem more mature and more physical?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think we just look more, a hell of a lot more organised as well as being physically um, imposing. You know, you look at the back line and White's 6-2, 6'1", 6'2" Willie's 6-4, Gabriel's 6-3. You know, um, Ivan Tony, my Ivan Tony must to them of work I'm going to be in for a game today, and I just think we just look more assured. Like the with, you know, last season, um, you know, Arteta wanted to, he was trying to implement his style, but he knew he needed a better standard of player for it to be implemented, and, and Willie Saliba is the epitome of that kind of standard of player. I think Yem um, said something about um, Nikola Jova's, um uh, step pieces are, are doing the trick again and it was another it was another set piece um goal from his book of of, of, of tricks you know last year the, the couple of years we've been saying we're not sure about william the, the one area of william saliva's game that we're not sure about is his heading ability steps up he scored two goals in six games now he's a he's, he's outscoring gabriel magalize you know what i mean so you know he's stepping up he's he's in the box in our box he's heading out missiles he's he's bullying strikers and whatnot he's all round performance today was absolutely fantastic. Someone, I mean, he was taking balls under risk. He was doing, you know, he's putting off shimmies and drag backs and whatnot, and he was doing it with with aplomb. And then setting up attacks. You know, it was. I just, you know, the whole, the whole, the whole system looks just like it's elevated. And I think it's elevated with the quality of player that we brought in, and he's one of them. He's one of the shining lights. I, I think he's absolutely. I mean, he's only twenty one. That's the scary thing. The, only the thing
1: 21. is, when when the opposition manager, as I just said a couple of minutes ago, says "Oof, mm. he's a player," that's when you know you have a gem on your hands. And yeah. but the scary thing is, at the moment, he is n- there is no news on his contract. There are inklings that he's signed, but I want that we have to have that official notification because did we cannot lose. Probably did, one he have of a, did, did he? Did
2: he do an interview? Prior to the game, or something like today, I heard he it, did, so but, I, but it, was, it wasn't
1: on Sky, so I don't know where it's come from because it was he did, well, It was any... supposed to
2: be on Sky. He did it uh, with Vicky Gomoso. It was on the I don't know what I, I knew it was coming on because they said it in the goals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. She was coming on at 10 a.m. to do the interview, but I never, I need mean I to, I, I mean I to see it. Like, oh. Did you not see it? Uh, I, think I saw I saw bits of it. I missed
0: it. I was watching Cobra Kai and <laughs> a big plug for Cobra cry season five, unbelievable stuff. Uh, but no, listen, um, I didn't, I didn't catch the interview and, uh, I'm just excited about what I see. Look, like, so many comments yep. coming in about him. The, the one thing that I do want to bring attention on just, just while we're on Saliba and before we move on to the second goal, there was a moment, I think it was, was it Brian and Hopefully I've pronounced his name correctly. Wayne, but yeah, that, Mbwemo, there, there, there was a moment in the game where the ball broke to him into space and you could tell that he was obviously rapid and he was running fast and you could tell maybe that he was getting excited that he was getting away from Saliba and Saliba's got this really sort of like chilled sort of approach to sprinting. Like, hear me out. This sounds really weird, but like he looks like he's running really slowly and then he gathers pace really quickly yeah. and then all of a sudden he's front of the man. I mean, yeah. Rolls Royce is like the perfect way to describe him. He's like a car that just accelerates through the gears so effortlessly, so nonchalantly, so chilled vibes, and all of a sudden the the, the offensive think, player's lost the ball. I mean, I, I think, look at him and I think, where have you been like my whole life?
2: I think his physique is quite believ kind of belied because he looks kind of heavy. He looks not heavy, but he's he's a thick, I, thick, I know what you guy. mean. He's a
0: unit, you know what I mean? yeah.
2: So you wouldn't expect him to run so smoothly. Like he does, he, you know, there's a little, there's, there's a pickup from the accelerate from the, from the start and then he goes, you know what I mean? And he's there, all of a sudden he's there, you know, and it's that, it's I mean, go on. The
1: thing is, if you can tackle back on Mbappe, with Mbappe having a head yeah. start, then you know that even if he looks slow, the boy is coming for you because yeah. Mbappe is rated as one of the fastest players in the world. No disrespect to Brian and Bemo, but you ain't in there, mate. It's not even. It's not even a chat. It's not even a chat. He, he's as you said. He, he's just. He's a machine. I. The the thing I am looking forward to, and I know this is a bit masochistic, is Haaland versus Saliba because you're talking about the the future of a striker, and let's no, actually, he's the president of a striker in Haaland because he's a machine. He's a robot. He's a cheat code, whatever you want to call him, versus the cheat code on a defender because at twenty one. No matter what you call it, he's young, etc. But you can every person now who you talk to can say that's the future of the defense, mm-hmm. of the defense. And if Thomas Frank says it, and Thomas Frank is an ex, is a very good manager has, and he's very honest, he's identified him as the future of the defense. And everyone has the France yeah, France yeah. team have. There is no debate. You can no, it. it's not. A no, is it, it's not a, it doesn't need to be a secret. It doesn't. Yeah. There is no debate at all from any fans, Spurs or anything about it. We have got probably one of the best young centre-backs that has been for, what, last five years? He's probably it's, it's...
2: the best young centre-back of his generation right now.
0: Oh, I mean, I have... he's... Well, as per the question on, on screen, Zutini asks, can anyone name a better... Uh, a young you know centre-back better than Saliba in world football? I, I don't think so. I think yeah, the, 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 best the, best the key thing player. for us now is to get him to sign that contract. And just coming back on the interview, 015 body. sorry, Giles, to cover you up completely, but uh, temporary. Uh, the interview is on Sunday Supplement. He alludes to the fact that uh, having less French players at the club has helped his English. He also sang his song and said he likes the connection with the club. And, of course, that song is out there every single game. Um, look, we could eulogize about William Saliba for the entire show, and maybe one day we shall. But for now, let's move on to Gabriel Jesus' goal, which was outstanding. Lovely move from Arsenal, but the ball in the build-up from Granite Xhaka, the dink over, and then the athleticism of Jesus, who's not aerially massive, but his leap and the length of time that he can stay up in the air and the, the strength in his neck, I guess, to direct that ball into the top corner. Uh, Giles. When the goal was scored, uh, it surprised me. But nothing surprises me about Gabriel Jesus now. Like it, he, he's just a man who can do anything. How are you feeling yeah, at the time?
2: It was crazy because I was standing next to Stillman. Was, was me and Stillman were standing in the <laughs> same spot, and I said to I said to Stillman, "Were you ever aware he was this strong as a player?" And he goes, "Yeah, when he was in Brazil with a Premier League, he was played up front, and he showed you know bits and pieces. Just sort of, you know, since he came to City, um, Pep had other ideas for him. And but he he, I mean." We should be used to it by now, but every time it surprises me with something new. And I've just got to say, the build-up to that goal was—it was just another lesson in 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 the art of of, of build-up and progression. That the, the passing and the way we moved them around was absolutely fantastic. And then the ball in exquisite from the Granite another another feather in his bow. Really, Granite Jaka. I thought he was the best player on the park. To be honest, I mean, we might come back to come to that later, but. um
0: we will the ball, in, the,
2: the ball in was <laughs> absolutely on a pen. It was pinpoint, it was on a, on 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 the crown of his head, couldn't miss. And then again, like you said, the power to actually get his head on it and then redirect to keep keeper had little chance of saving. It was a fantastic goal, fantastic build up. And it was finished you know with a, with the goal that, that that it deserved, to be honest.
0: Flip Doc has just said in the chat something that's just caught my attention, which I think sums it up quite nicely. Five nine on paper, six four on the pitch. I mean, not only is Gabriel Jesus a player who plays with so much heart and presence and effort, um, but when he leaps in the air and he's hanging in the air for a for a for a headed goal. I mean, he's just to score a lot of headed goals at City, and I remember mm. the goals that would that he'd score would just be very sort of pinpoint crosses, as mm. was this one. Yes. But for a short guy in between often two tall, dominant physical centre-backs in the Premier League, which is what we've obviously become accustomed to, the guy's got some ability. I mean, yeah, rose like a salmon comes to mind. Um, what a finish.
1: Oh, no, it was a fantastic finish. Bullet header. It, that's the perfect example of bullet header because he attacked it head on. You know, you want that perfect header. That's what he did. He reminds me of Thierry on real a little bit. You know, Thierry had that bullet header on him as well at points. But it was a fantastic ball. And again, you know, Granite Jacker will talk about. But it was a perfect ball. Good build up. We were on top at that point. We were just we were pulling them apart. We were, it was the perfect game at that point where we were progressing the ball nicely, keeping it away from suffocating them. I think I was reading a report earlier that we were suffocating Brentford, which is hard to do. And we suffocated them through good play and keeping the ball and rotating it nicely. Not a horseshoe effect, but making sure that it's a concerted build-up where your position – the coaching level has just risen, and it's amazing how well-drilled we are from left to right, moving through the centre, out towards the wing, party – rotating the ball out left right center it was it was a you know I did say yesterday that Gabriel Jesus needs to score more but it be more in the box but today's game was more about dominance on the ball and suffocating a Brentford team who when they break can break hard get a goal and then their tails are up so the perfect game today by absolutely knocking the stuffing out of them with the first goal but then dominating them so that they they don't get any momentum. It was the weirdest feeling at the GTEC because it was dead silent in terms of the noise. There was I don't think there was a point at which they actually got much noise apart from the applause on the 70 minute for, for her. This is, this, yeah. So
0: this is something that I wanna ask you, Yem, because normally, you know, we've gone at, we've gone in at half time, two 0 up. Now the WhatsApp chat lights up at half time and I'd have probably messaged you saying, Yem, we just need one more. Which you know, but that didn't happen today. And I just felt really comfortable going in at halftime. I kind of wish that we didn't, but I I felt comfortable because, like I said just a few minutes ago, Brentford didn't look like they were, you know, imagine they're, they're a boxer. They couldn't lay a finger on us, let alone a glove. And I just felt the performance that we had demonstrated in that 45 minutes was calm, collected, in complete control, and it, it felt like, as we've done a few times this season, to be fair, that even if they did get one in the second half, we'd just up the gears but, and but just go up the was, other end and score. But do you know what it was as well? You can't have
1: control without the aggressiveness to win the ball back because there's always a mistake. That's what the good teams do. When you lose the ball, you get it back quickly or you're aggressive enough to make the challenges. And Brentford are a physical team. They have the physical capable, massive players. You know, you look at Ivan Tony, Brian and bwemo you know, all their players are big, strong lads. There is no weak, you know, no no weak. And we got bullied last season. But this season, we were aggressive. You can't suffocate without having that aggressive tone against it, against the past And that's what we did as well, very well. Giles alluded yeah. to it earlier, that we were strong. That's what we also used to have in the early Wenger days. Our players were strong, passing well, but aggressive. And that was perfect. And that's why everyone felt at ease, because it wasn't just that we were scoring and breaking them open it was that if they broke on us it wasn't really necessarily that they were going to beat us in terms of physicality because we were probably the most physical team there by a mile and that's hard that's a big statement against the brentford team who dominated man united
0: and you know what Yem? just to just to go sort of to add on teams gone in the past as freddie says we're churning out performances away like we're at home I remember the day of, of Arsenal Wenger, days of Arsenal Wenger, sorry, when you'd be 1-0 up, 2-0 up within the first 10, 15 minutes. We're now beginning to score earlier. We're beginning to take control of games sooner. Today, you know, 1-0 up on 17, 2-0 up within half an hour. And all of a sudden, it's just a very different game you're playing. The fans are calmer and buoyant, as you could hear. The Arsenal faithful, magnificent again today. But 2-0 at halftime, Giles. We've obviously gone in at half halftime. Mm-hmm. We feel fairly relaxed. Was the result? In doubt for you, were you worried about uh, Brentford coming no, up? Yeah, no, go on. I, they were, we Tell me absolutely,
2: why they were absolutely emasculated by the half time. They were in mass. We seriously, it was incredible. That was, I mean, I saw us against Palace the first game of the season. That was a great first half. This was another level altogether, another level altogether, because we were expecting them to press us, but it. <laughs> There were elements of our game that we saw last season, like we come out, we play well in the first 15 minutes, and there'll be a lull, we'll drop off, or the other team will come back into it, and then you know there'll be a middle part of the game where we kind of dominated, and then there'll be a lull in the other team. This was constant. This was constant. The winning of the ball, like what we would do, we'd, we'd make sure we were getting the second ball, we'd get the third ball. Anytime they had no, they, there was no, they didn't have a chance to breathe. They, because we kept on getting the winning the second and third balls, they had no outboard, they had no trunk, they had no way to to build pressure or anything like that. And it was where we were winning the ball, we were winning the ball in the middle part of the third, and in their third, their defensive third, and it was it. We broke them, we actually broke them in the, uh, by half time. And I I thought, oh, maybe they might reset when they come out yeah. in the second half. But that right. early goal in the second half, that early goal broke completely broke them, and then, and it became a training. It became me and Aki were saying. My, my mind was drifting from the game at times because it was that easy, and I'm taking it for granted. And I'm like, "Wow, this is this is this is mad." I've never taken us. I can't remember the last time I've watched an Arsenal game I've taken us for granted because we were that much in control. There was nothing they could. They, that's a good team, by the way. You lot have said it already early in the, in the show. That is a very good Brentford team. It's not us, oh, just Brentford. That's a very good Brentford team that we absolutely dismantled, discouraged. Dis- just dismembered them. It was surgical. I was, I was, I was, I was shocked at how how nonchalant it looked.
0: As Flip Doc says, we crushed their spirits. We need to be ruthless with the big teams too. Uh, just before we talk about Fabio Vieira's goal and, and the, you know, the the crushing of their hearts, Charles, as you say, some of the stats courtesy of Premier League of course, on your screens. Look, thirty six percent possession to sixty three percent possession. In Arsenal. We actually had more possession in the opening day. Game last season, just putting that out there. Mm. Shots on target, we had seven compared to their two shots on total in goal. We had 13 compared to five last season. Have a, how many shots do we have on on target? Sorry, on goal, do you think we had in the season opener last year? Yeah, like a number at me. If we had 13 today, four, I think it
1: was four or so, wasn't it,
0: Giles?
2: On, on target or at goal.
0: Open on just on goal la, last I, season. I think we, had, we, I think we, 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 I think there was a lot. Of, I remember, the second, yeah. half we had, we, we yeah, we had, we had more, yeah, th- we yeah, had more yeah. than 20 shots on goal yeah. last year, yeah. Uh, and so for me, that highlights uh, a certain sort of ruthlessness, a clinical edge in that, in that sort of final third. We are beginning to take our chances and at important times in a game. Yeah. Look at the touches 754 compared to 487, and passes almost double of Brentford. Bear in mind, we're the away team. Sorry, Giles, you're going to say something.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, the fact that the, we, we the, 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 the comparison of the more shots on goal last season to so a lot of those, shots were desperate. that was desperate I mean, because we were 2 0 down, we were going for broke and whatnot. This is much more measured. This is much, there's an assuredness that's about how we're that, playing. That's an
1: excellent word measured.
2: Everything yeah, was.
1: was measured yeah. about today's yeah. performance from the defending Saliba to the midfield party. Through to the front three, it was all measured. It was all like clockwork, you know. Well drilled. I said it before. Well, well drilled. drilled. Knew well to knew positionally where to go. Knew where to pass it. Knew how to break through the lines. It was that kind of game that you thought, okay, we're not scoring bucket loads, but you know who the better team is because we were. I don't think they did. They really have that much of a sniff. They had that free kick, you know, that that Letizia type free kick that, yeah. that, that Tony had. Yeah. But it wasn't like there was not really a point where I was like, "Oh, geez, they're they're coming in." I think Damsgaard guard got in once.
2: I think they I had think, a, the first shot on got on target was some point in the second half. I think the first that, shot yeah, but that on target yeah, exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't anything positive. like. They never built any head of steam. They never could build up any head of steam. The way we hemmed them in, and it's where we were taking the ball as well. We weren't taking it deep in our half. We were taking it in the middle third and in their third. We didn't give them any chance. Press. They the couldn't get out. Was, The, it was press, was the also, press was immense. And also, and also, what I saw at times was Fabio Vieira was directing the press yeah. at times, which I thought was quite interesting because it's in his first game, new boy. You'd think maybe somebody else would take the lead. in he was sometimes telling Martin, you go there, um, you know, uh, Jesus, push up. He was at times directing the press. And it shows that, one, he's very intelligent. Yeah. Two, they're very comfortable with him. He's already very comfortable in the system. It's a pl- and, and the thing is, again, the system is there. It works. All we need now is to put, to put in better players. We don't need to work. I think the system has really been, we know what they know what the system is. It's now a better, as case is just adding layers, adding the quality on top. Absolutely. And as the, as the quality, as we've seen, we've been adding the quality on top for the last 12 months and we're seeing it. We're seeing it. We're now at a point where it looks like it's all brand new. It's not all brand new. This has been building, you know, since, what, do you know what I mean? Since, since 2021. And we're, this is, we're, we're too, now we're in that year. stage.
1: Now. We're now in that stage, to your analogy, does take it further. We are now at the stage where mass surgery is not needed. It is now micro-increments yeah. of players. We know exactly what we need. We know the positions yeah. now because it's not the case that we know that six is a big position. We know that an inside left is maybe a position because Marquinhos is now, if he continues his form, he's taking a claim. But the number six is certainly where you'd say, okay, I absolutely know that's where we have to put our money now. So... It, it, that's the thing, the system, he's he's taken the system, he knows what he wants, and now he's trying to identify the players. And I'm sure we're identifying the next round of players as well. Yeah.
0: As Martin yeah, I, Smith says, hats off to the recruitment team. Arteta's got the players to implement his style of play. Uh, I just want to talk about the goal. Uh, Ryle says, I'm not so sure Erdegaard would have taken that shot on Vieira's more direct. Don't really want to get into an erdegaard Vieira comparison, chaps, but... Vieira's goal, you know, yeah. You, you, we we fixated on the word measured. You don't get more measured than that. I mean, what a shot! What a finish! What a way to announce yourself in the Premier League. Yeah,
1: a fantastic way to announce yourself. Look, he, as I said, he gave the eyes. I'm going to shoot that way, but actually, he went that way. He went to he went to the near post. That is actually a really, you know, complex skill to to master, especially for someone so young. To be able to start fooling your, the goalkeeper, good goalkeeper, David Ryer, about which side. And it was fantastic. It was a great way to, and the song, do you know what? The memories of vote as soon as it came, you know, <laughs> it was it, it was immense. And I think for any young player to do that, I think we we automatically put a lot of pressure on them. As soon as he's going to be like, he's going to be immense next game. I, I would say, look, temperate. He's a good player. We can all see that. He's got, He's got something about him, but allow him to grow because, he, as Giles said, the system is there for him. He's got all the attributes. He will grow into it. The Europa League games, the amount of fixtures we've got, he will get used to it. He will start becoming more effective as well because I thought as well he had good points where he passed really well. He's a clever passer as well. Mm. I noticed some of the thoughts that he had about passing it through. Those little bits will come to him. And the players will know I need to make that run from inside to out to make sure that he gets on the end because he's got a massive eye. I've st- the, the some of the balls I saw, I thought, damn, Saka, you should have been on that. Or it, it's just the little refinements in the timing, you can see it's coming, and I love it. I, the, the comparison that was made before the start of the season was he is like a um Bernardo Silva, I do see why because he's got that kind of he's got the movement the energy he presses well we saw that as Giles alluded to he directs well but he's got a good shot on him outside of the box which we don't usually do it's a big thing as well to be able to have that weaponry in your in your arsenal and then to also be able to track back pass well and pass effectively is a really big skill that's why people are raving that's why we paid 35 million <laughs> Again, I've come back to my point. What you know, you know, Si. He's a young kid. He's only just made his full Premier League debut. Don't put the pressure onto. He is going to come good. I think most of us will say here. We can all see it. You're asking a lot I, of, a, of a of a of a I young think, player to. Sorry, you know,
2: you know what I you know yeah, I think we needed somebody like him because we if when when sometimes when Odegaard either wasn't there or wasn't on his game, we suffered. Yeah, we suffered. He was Odegaard is our chief creative technical leader, and if he wasn't on his game, if he'd come back from an international break, because obviously when it, every time he comes back from an international break, he needs about two or three weeks to get back into the running. If we miss him without an injury, we, through injury, we suffered. We needed to bring in someone like Fabio Vieira, you know, who can. Hey, yeah. You can slot in and also add his own flavour to 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 to, to that position. You don't want to. He doesn't need to be the exact carbon copy of, of of Odegaard. Put your own personality on it, and I think he's showing. As you said, we don't have many players that are, can shoot from outside the box, and to give the goalkeeper the eyes from 25, 30 yards out with a defender in between as well. That's saying something. I mean, you know, that's 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 a rare skill.
0: You know, that um, kind of saying that in the chat. Stop comparing Vieira to Erdigard. Yeah. Not that we, you know, we're interested in doing that, but they are different <clears> players. You know, Erdigard brings a certain energy. He can influence games and drive the tempo of games when he's on fire. And of course, Charles, as you mentioned, there were two or three games last year where he wasn't quite himself. Vieira, you know, to have that depth, to have those yeah. options and also to have those in game options, you know, depending on how That's a game right. is going, you might be chasing a game. You might be playing a team with a low block. You might be just getting frustrated. Nerdy God might not be having a day as we saw him do three or four times last season, bring on someone like Fabio Vieira, who's clearly talented as uh, Freddie Preston says, master of the reverse pass. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. I, like yeah. He's got, he's got it in him that the boy but is it. very, very talented. Uh, before we move on from this slide, 3-0 up, um, you know, the allays are going around in, in, in the crowd. Uh, no sympathy for, for, for Brentford, of course, because, uh, you know, I felt we could have knocked on the door and maybe got a fourth or a fifth. But overall, Chaps, a very comprehensive victory and um, deserved win. Uh, Yem, closing thoughts on this game before we move on?
1: Absolutely. It wasn't, It wasn't from the first minute, it wasn't in doubt from me. I, 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 I said, like Giles, I was comfortable, actually. I was wary of what brentford could do because you have to be you you don't show disrespect to a team like brentford who have done actually really well and really well against the big teams i think only chelsea have beaten them actually at home in the last is it year or 15 months or so so it's an impressive record and to make them look ordinary is a massive massive statement so well done to the boys i think as well that last bit actually was just man, game management because they realised we are getting into, you know, we've got two weeks that we're going to get hit the big the big games. So, great way to round off the international break. Top of the league is where you where we belong. You know, it's it, it it's we'll a great talk, we'll
0: talk out. about being top of the league in just a second. Uh, Giles, closing thoughts on the game, and we will talk about young Ethan if in we, just a second.
2: If we would have won six, but six now, I don't think it would have been an exaggeration. I mean. Martin even fluffed the shot in the first minute. I think uh, Gabriel Jesus had a. I think Raya saved one from Gabriel Jesus with his foot. I think he made a really good save against from somebody else. There was a part where, if we would have won by six, I don't think anybody would have complained. And we will, we we, we we will beat a team by six coming at some point soon because of the the way we're playing, the chances we're creating, the touches and the shots we're having in the box. Someone's right to get a tonkin soon.
0: Indeed. Uh, Wayne's World. Wayne, my co-host on the Twitter <laughs> space, says he's got school in the morning, <laughs> school in the morning. That is, of course, in reference to Arsenal debutante, young debutante, Ethan Nwaneri, who became the youngest player in Premier League history in our 3-0 win away at Brentford. We know he's English. We know he's an attacking midfielder. He was born in 2007, so younger than the Emirates Stadium. I think he was, what, 12 years old at the start of COVID? That is ridiculous. But at 15 years and 181 days old, he has beaten Harvey Elliott's record, the current Liverpool midfielder, of 16 years and 30 days to be the youngest player to play against Fulham. Uh, So that's a good six or seven months. Now, I heard, listen, I love the fact that Arsenal play youngsters. I love the fact that we, you know, we we believe in our academy. Someone today on the post-match space suggested, right, chaps, just want to get your thoughts on it and, and let me know what you think in the chat. Um... Do you think Mikel Arteta played a 15-year-old deliberately as a bit of a taking the piss to Ivan Tony's nice kickabout in the park? Was it a was it a statement? Do you think of disrespect because you've got a 15-year-old kid who had to get changed away from the first team because obviously he's a minor? So think about that for a second. Wow. Um, is Arteta taking the piss because? I mean, I don't know. I just when I heard it yet yeah, on the post-match face, I, I was like, "That's a really fucking interesting uh, suggestion." Because no, Arteta could be that big, that that sort of uh, petty, no. I think. But
1: I, I don't think he'd be that disrespectful to to oh, Brentford. Okay. I think he is respectful yeah. to, to Brentford. I think this was the case of a player who has high potential, and I don't know enough. And I put a tweet out asking about him. But from what's been said, he has a high seal. He has a high potential. I think it's a case of. Giving him the experience. It was done with a minute. It wasn't to pick him up and say he is going to be this amazing player. It's to just say, look, get your understanding. Here's the Premier League. Welcome to it. You play well, do well in the under twenty under twenty threes. Expand your game. You're going to be in this a lot more. I think it was just him, as he said, he's.
0: On, I was just I was just curious. I mean, Paul Stone says, look, as great to see him as it was, he would never have come on if it was one no, 0 And wouldn't. of course, and of course I agree with that. Look, it's 3-0. But I just wonder, you know, if it was just a bit of a look, Ivan, here's he's, he's a kid, he's a boy.
2: I think uh um after I said if 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 Odegaard and whoever else, who's the other player that was injured, I think or were, were, were available, he wouldn't have made the bench. We've got nine, you've got nine subs. Yeah. A couple of injuries, so him and Lionel Souza on the bench, you know, just give them a taste. You know, you've done well in the academy, keep doing well. You know, this you've is got what incentivize it
1: you've got to incentivize yeah. these players. Exactly. And we've also got to look at his contract as well. He is a schoolboy, he's due for his first professional contract shortly. And to be honest, it's a shark pool at the moment. Contracts, look what happened to Omari Hutchinson. Well, he we, we at have now. Him.
2: He's, he's in no, but tweet. looking him really, now, yeah, but quite yeah. again. We have to show yeah.
1: continually that oh, we are we have the ability to progress you up the chain. You've got the Kaiser, yeah. You
2: know. I think you make a really good point, yeah. I and mean, I think that's that's the thing. It's 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 again showing his family, his agent, him, the, the child himself. That you know, if you continue up this, on this, this upward uh, upward curve, this is what it could lead to. Just you know, the thing is with, with a lot of these kids nowadays. And they're very impatient because a lot more teams are, are willing to give them more money or give them a pathway to foot first-team football. So they're not waiting around. They don't need to wait around these days because Jaden Sanchez is probably the best case in point. You know, uh, left Man City winning 17, two years later is in full England international. So nowadays, you've got to find that balance. And I think we're striking the balance quite well. You know, if you, if you consider that when Arteta first came in, people were saying he's not, he's not blood in the youngsters, he's not playing ESL, he's not playing Martinelli, da-da-da-da-da. Complete sea change now. Um, and I think it's really good. I think hopefully the boy continues to improve as, so, so, uh, as, uh, as does um, Lionel Sosa. And the other, I think there's another kid, another kid called Dewbury something or Dewsbury something or something. The other,
1: Russell, there's a lot there's of Dewsbury. T- there's, there's Russell Wal- Walters, Russell, you know, Russell R- Walters who was in the. R- you, yeah. The thing is, is that we're not just giving them opportunities towards the first team. Remember, we're trying to get good loans as well. Mm. You can't just say we're going to grant you the first team spot. We're going to pay you X amount. We're not that You know, you can't give big contracts. Chelsea can. I don't know what Chelsea are doing. They're stocking, they're obviously stockpiling mm. as they have done, and it hasn't changed. But realistically, a lot of their players have got nothing careers. You know, there's Charlie Masonder again, another example of a player who had potential. What's he done now? He's gone. It's it's about being as as Charles said, you have to strike the, the right balance. And saying to these two players, look, here's a taste of the first team, but you've got to get used to it. You've got to play, you gotta keep your game high. And then look at loans. Brook, Norton, Cruffy again. You're looking at a good loan. He's there is a progression path, and hopefully players can see that and not just say, "Look, I'm going to get the big contract as soon as I as soon as I've made it." That's that's what they need to. You know, I think we're striking absolutely the right balance.
0: Well, let's wait and see. I'm not sure we'll see much more of Ethan in the Premier League this season, but that is a theory. Uh, Midnight King says, Xhaka's comeback is a story." For the ages, and that is exactly uh, Midnight Inc. I knew this was well, coming. I knew. I knew late Night was... Latte on Latte foam is not complete without a oh my God. eulogy session. Right, here we go. Captain was... Leader House Keys. There he is on your screens, guys. Arsenal captain, Granit Xhaka. Doesn't it sound great? Doesn't it sound great? Right. Giles, I want to come to you first. Yes, yes, okay. Uh You know I'm one of Granit's biggest fans. Mm. I absolutely adore. Adored it when he when he when he uh, told some of our fans to f off. Yep. I love the man that he is. I love everything that he fights for in terms of you know abuse on the internet. He's very much a family man. He loves Arsenal Football Club. I know he's got a brain fart moment, but I think he's a wonderful player. And what a performance today!
2: Best player, I was chatting to um GZPs and all those guys, and I was saying, Who's our most consistent performer this season? Yeah, everybody's a Jacques by far, always this season's at the minimum seven out of ten. That's the minimum he's given this season in a new position. Um, I think you know, we all know that Wenger when Wenger brought him in, he, he said he was a boxer, boxes midfielder, but he never seemed to find the right. Role or position or system for him, and I think you know, subse- sub um, sub success- successive managers have failed to do that, and it's Arteta's the one, man- the first managers actually managed to find a role that suits him, and you know, it's bringing out these best attributes both on and versus the ball. I think today he was fantastic. The positioning, you know. The conscientiousness of getting back into position and cutting out balls, intercepting, making blocks, covering for the left back, covering for the center half when he when Gabriel was out of position. Absolutely selfless performance today. Absolutely selfless. And then having the time to actually get forward, get you know, make decoy runs, make third man runs, giving an assist and whatnot. Fantastic performance. Absolutely, you know. Probably, I would say, arguably his best performance in an Arsenal shirt. For me,
0: Mike Mikey know. B400 says Jacques landed on his feet when Arteta walked through the door. The chemistry is phenomenal. We know.
2: I don't think that it's just about Arteta. That, 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 that's, that's doing him a disservice. This is not about landing on your feet. You have to work. Arteta's not just going to give you, you have to work. You have to show that you're committed. You have to have the right discipline. You've got to be a pretty, you've got to have the principle. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. think
0: Mikey means it like that. I think, I think Mikey means that his his. Career just went to his game just went to another level yeah. because Mikel is such a such an intelligent student of the game. The way that he's now built this team to allow Xhaka to, to go further forward and not worry about what's going to be left behind and have those suicidal moments. But also it's brilliant Xhaka, for him.
2: But also Xhaka has to be. He has to agree to that, doesn't he? He has to. He has to be willing to. It's like when you're given when your boss says, look. You know, I know you got. I want you to do this, and I'm, I'm not sure you can. Can you give it a try? Yeah, boss, I'm willing to do it. I'm going to try. I'm going. And that's what he's doing. He's doing it for the team, but he's also showing his. He's actually now finding showing his best attributes. You know, and yeah, yeah maybe, maybe maybe the guy's right. Maybe you know he's fallen on his feet. Maybe you know he definitely Artis is the best. Definitely the best thing that's happened in the Granite Jack. since he's come to this football club. You know, and I think it's mutual. I think it's a two way thing.
0: Uh, yeah, Don Juan says he's been our best player this season. What are your thoughts on I, that?
1: I, I think I think he has been. If you take the consistency level, he has been. I mean, Gabriel Jesus has been refreshing as a for, as a as an, a forward in our line. But if you take Xhaka as a, a what without him in the team, so I think I saw a tweet today. Without him in the team, would we be as effective? I don't think so. the The talk has been in the summer we needed a left sided eight. But do we really? We need a supplement, not a replacement. Because Granit Xhaka, and look, I'm not as big a fan as you are. I appreciate, I've always appreciated him. And I think he's been an exceptional player. I think he's found his true position because I think defensively, there are certain issues. He can't cover the ground as much as a Thomas Party. I think Arteta's recognised that why he's moved him further up. But don't mistake, he is consistent. He is absolute, He's a he's a thinker as well. He has he, he's got a great way to see the picture of the game in his head which is why you know i find it really really disconcerting that he's got this image of he's a dirty player because every referee seems to want to book him for one one challenge and it happened today again yes granted it was a tactical foul we made a lot of those today but actually i don't mind that because it was a ta- what we call the tactical foul which was trying, the, yeah, what you do. What the exactly But there is a reason why every player, and you can see it when we huddle, why he is the one giving the team talk. He's a natural leader. He shows it on the pitch as well. As I think we know, Arteta knows as well, as long as we keep him out of the defensive, the true defensive effort, i.e. when you have to track back against pace, which he cannot do, that's it. He admits that himself then you've got a great player who's got a, an absolute eye for a pass and you saw that today three key passes one assist but he's not been doing he's been doing that consistently even jesus said it in the post match comments he has been consistently giving me balls and i have not taken them today he did so it's not a one off and actually the, the the midfield is still a problem because if Xhaka or party are out we look defensively so at fifty percent. You take both of them out, we have a real problem because you lose leadership, you lose ball playing ability, you lose the the aggressiveness in the midfield to recover the ball. Because I thought both of them today were outstanding.
2: I think um, just jumping back in and, and for every James um, point, I think Arteta giving him that left that left side that sliver that 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 channel to working, you know, and say that's your area has really sort of like liberated him. We're not giving him, like you said, too much the sole defensive, um, you know, being the screen. I think that's really, that's really helped him a lot. I think what I've, what I noticed today, though, is that, um, look, he's he's 29 going on 30. We're a young team. We know we're going to have to move forward at some point. What I, what I reckon, what I, what what I settled on my mind today is that whoever's coming in to replace him has got to be a world-class performer. But, has got yeah. to be a world so, class so, before. So we're going to have to jump some money at that left eight position.
1: So, Charles, so, so let's put that out there.
2: Mm.
1: I saw a comment just now. Pa- Paquetta was the name linked. Mm. You had J- Tielemans. So far this season, I have not seen. I've they always, haven't done Jack.
2: I've always had my reservations about team. was fantastic on the ball. Um, but hey, listen, are, I haven't seen are. many
0: players in the Premier League do what Granit Xhaka does for Arsenal week yeah. in, week out. Yeah. Uh, trust me. Who, I'm, being absolutely, I'm being absolutely sincere in that. I know I love Granit Xhaka. I know you guys will rib me for that. But genuinely, him. the consistency that this guy yeah, shows yeah. through the adversity and through the build that the club, the journey that the club is going on, the guy's immense. So Immense. So
1: then, so then back to the question. Granit Xhaka is coming up to 30. Who... Is there a player outside of Aurelien Choumeny, except Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham. But again, you got, if, you're going to, if
2: you're going to find
1: his replacement, you're going to have to
2: chuck a lot of money at it.
1: Exactly. 100, it's 100 million plus, isn't it? We do it. Yeah. we do it. We do it. We get into yeah. the Champions League or win yeah. the title uh, this year. Uh, get into the, the Champions League.
0: Player. Blow it all on yeah. Jude. Yeah. But, or, or, again, or even Declan. Declan's got, what, but, a year to go in his contract?
1: But I will say, and to me it seems like, even if we got them, I still think Grant Xhaka will pitch. start. I think, yeah, yeah. He's a savage, but again, Ooh, I still yeah. think Granite Xhaka would still be ahead of them. Do you know why? Because it's his leadership as well on the pitch. It's the it's you know, you can have a world-class player, they can have all the ball playing attributes, but granite Xhaka has the experience, the the picture in his head. It's a it's a rare skill to, to be able to see the pitch and see what's going on and understand I have to be here. To help out the team. I have to be there to help. He was inside the left channel. He was back with party. He knew when Lokonga came on to step back into the midfield because he knew Lokonga is not strong enough as a six. Arteta implicitly trusts him, like Erdogan, because he knows it's the midfield general. He will... He, he, there are only two players that Arteta talked to on the pitch. Erdogan and him. And it's it's a testament to him. I've said it again. Look, Faisal is the the the... Jack of fan club here. I have a healthy respect for it, and I've respected it. But this season, everyone will re- has realised that when he doesn't have the brain fart moments, he is absolutely one the of, the of the finest midfielder. Hold up. on, let me Those finish. Let me finish. He's the finest midfield. He's one of the finest midfielders in the Premier League. He's been here a long time. And I think people just got this really bad opinion of him that, oh, he has the brain fart Yes, he does. But don't discount the, the, the two games that he has the Braveheart moments to the 36 that he has otherwise. Because whenever we lose him, we look, you know, 50% worse because we can't progress the ball and we can't do, we can't tackle properly, we can't, make, we can't influence the game.
0: What I want to do now, sorry, Giles. Did you want to say something quickly about Xhaka?
1: Yeah, I just
2: wanted to say, look, the brain fart moments aren't because he's out of position. It's because he's he's in position, but he, you know he's not physically, you know, he's, probably isn't quick enough to actually make the, the, the interception, the block, or whatever. He's only had a couple of red cards in, in six years here. You know, he's not he's not the monster they make him out to be. He's he's an excellent player, and whoever we bring in has to be a world. It can't be somebody. It can't it can't be Telemans. It has to be a world class player.
0: And he's never picked up a second yellow, by the way. Uh, But look, listen, we can talk about Jacques. I love talking about Jacques. But we've just we've reached the hour mark, and I want to close on a couple of questions. But also looking at the Premier League table, ladies and gents. So as you can see, Arsenal are top of the Barclays Premier League. We've played 7-1-6. We are a point ahead of Manchester City. So it's over to you, Man City. Can you handle the spice? Uh, (laughs) City, obviously, second. Spurs, the arch enemy. We play them in the North London derby in a couple of weeks' time. We will be praying. We will be biting fingernails and hoping that all of our players return back from the international break with no injury concerns. Brighton, uh, Potter's obviously left, but they are just hovering in fourth place. Unlikely that they'll sustain it for this season, especially with the managerial change. I I believe they've got a new manager from Shakhtar. Manchester United in fifth. And Fulham, continuing their impressive start to the season, climbing into sixth place. Not going to scroll down too much, but there is a question in the chat, chaps. Um, Ranton, I'm going to come to your question in just a second about the North London derby. But uh, there is a question here. Well, not really a question, but Mr. Chixby says, if we win these sorts of games, are you Brentford today, and even lose against the top six away, we will win the league. But the, the question that I want to ask you, chaps, and this was in the post-match space that we held on, on Twitter today, there are a lot of Arsenal fans that are beginning to whisper we're in the title race, Giles. Are we? You in were. The at, title you, race?
2: you went to the to the David Dean Aston Wenger night, right? The other night, yeah. I did. Aston Wenger said something about Arsenal capable of winning the league.
0: What he did.
2: We <laughs> think, what we don't, what the most of the people watching us didn't know is because he said because we are the most consistent of the top six teams, and he said even Man City aren't as consistent as they usually are. If we continue to be as consistent as we're showing, there is no reason why we can't be the leading light in terms of the fight for Manchester City, to, you know, the leading contender to fight Man City for the for the champ for the for the for the league title. I don't know what you got, say about that, um, chaps, but that's my, I see exactly where Wenger's coming. From. I, he's, he's not talking madness.
1: Go I, on, Yem. No, not I'm not race. talking. Uh, I am gonna be. A, I, I, it's a hard one. I'd love to get really excited and say we're in it. We are there, but I just get the feeling that these next two games are a big statement of how we're... Yeah, do you know the problem that I see with City is... Faultless. We have to have the perfect season. You have to have luck as well. Injuries are a massive problem that we have. If Look, I would love to say that we have the capability to keep the consistency to challenge, but the problem is, is if party is out, we've shown that we are a little bit... We are. Our midfield is hampered, and we knew that. That's why we went for Douglas Luiz three times. So I think there are concerns. There are concerns, but as as Giles said, consistency is the key here. So I think we, if we keep our consistency and we're there at the at, at Christmas after the World Cup games all over, etc., then I think we have a good shout of being in there. But Man City are an absolute machine. It's not even it's not even funny how Scary they are. The other point is Liverpool can't be as bad as what they are at the moment. They will come. They will come. Tottenham is an interesting one because from all I've seen, they are reliant on a certain group of players. There is not. It's not a team. It's a. It, it, it's a bunch of bodies that Harry Kane, Son, and Kulisewski, maybe with Richarlison thrown in occasionally.
0: So goals win, games, gar- yeah. goals win oh, games, yeah. Goals could games. They could be average and, defensively. They could be average yes. in midfield. But the They is, the, elite the goal scorers in that play. team.
2: The thing is, guys, off the ball team versus on the ball team, I don't know if you give the opposition that much time on the ball. Quality, the top level opposition that time on the ball, you can get away with the scoring goals on the break or, you know, hitting them on the run. I don't know how long. I don't. Is that sustainable? I don't know. We'll find out.
0: It's Not it's, the highest level. Uh, talking yeah. of Spurs, sorry, I really have yeah. to move us on because we're over an hour and ten now. The question from Rancid Pumpkin. Let me just stop sharing the uh, league table. Early predictions for the North London derby. Look, listen. In two weeks' time, Arsenal take on the old enemy at the Emirates. It's a Saturday early kickoff. The ground will be bouncing. Uh, Yem, you and I and Giles, obviously, presumably, we, we're privileged yep. enough to to go because obviously we've got a global audience here tonight. Yep. But um, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, like, listen, the day's going to come and I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate walking in. I'm going to hate getting the team news. Yeah. I'm probably going to probably going to strangle oh, Wally to death. But because <laughs> it's the North London derby, and you get nervous, but. This is a chance for us to really lay it down you know the the, the the pain that we had towards the back end of last season, the the soft penalty, the red card that holding gave away, the way that they rubbed salt into a very deep wound and of course they you know they pipped us to, to the fourth place at the back end of last season this is a chance for us to make a statement and lay it down Giles question to you prediction North London derby win, we're going to win or loss we're going nice. to
2: win
0: very confident though you sound?
2: As confident as the team is playing, the, the, the team are confident. I'm confident.
0: Okay, I'm not going to push you for goal predictions. We'll do that in a in a pre match late night latte. There is a few optimistic shouts in the in the chat already. Yem, yeah. are you confident going into the North London derby? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Well, he why is.
1: wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I be? God's sake! It's a poor Spurs. Here. I've not seen anything oh. from, the, from this. From it's a poverty Spurs. It's all it is is Big sit words, back. Yeah. <laughs> no. It is. A, I've watched enough Tottenham games now to see that there are holes in this Tottenham team. They are good attacking. There is good attacking players. Look, no, no, no. I'm respecting their attacking players. But as Giles said, on the you know, off-the-ball teams against an on the ball, we, if we're fit, if we have a fit squad, reasonably fit squad, and I'm talking about there are key players in there, Grant Xhaka, Party, Gabriel Jesus. No, it's... I not even... they lost again tonight they lost against monza
0: right listen we'll do we'll do a a pre-north london derby uh late night latte of course i think we need to call it a day there there's just shy of 500 of you watching live right now please do me a favor and just drop like on the video it's really greatly appreciated the 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 likes up get the likes up i'd really be grateful and of course subscribe to the channel if you're new and finally just before we go shout out again to idubito Uh, I'm glad you've got your mug, but thank you again for your kind donation to the channel. It does cost money to run these channels, all the subscriptions and software that you need, but I really, really appreciate that. Look. We've talked at length. Arsenal, of course, really impressive today away at Brighton. Fantastic performance from the boys from start to finish. We dominated the game. We controlled the game. We made the statement. Sky Sports commentators are crying. Arsenal are top of the league before we go into the international break. Giles, may I thank you for joining as a guest tonight? If anybody wants to follow Giles, he is at underscore Grimondi tweets. And, of course, Yembele, who you can send lots of abuse to. He is at Verge59. Look... It's it's going to be a nail-biting couple of weeks now as we wait and see who goes off, who comes back, who might not come back. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see, but it's the North. Can London I ask Darby. one more question, Fize? Look, well, everyone knows on the
1: spec, mate, where's the Vaseline? You know, have you got that? You know...
0: <laughs> oh, for flip's sake. Right. Just to clarify, my three-year-old boy, a little rascal, he's got into this habit of opening Vaseline. This, this is one pot we have in the kitchen. And he's basically taking out scoops and leaving it in sandals, shoes. And he left a scoop in my pocket yesterday whilst I was hosting something on air. So I've gone and put my hand in my pocket. And this sludge has come out and it stank. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, this is a boy who also had his sister two days before.
1: You've met Faisal, haven't you? You, Yeah. You know, he's using a young boy, his own son.
0: Ladies and gents. Arsenal top of the league. Enjoy the next couple of weeks. We will see you soon. Until next time, it's bye for now. <laughs>